Hey everybody, it's been a hot minute because I have been stupidly busy moving, but it is Sunday, May 2nd, match day 34 away to Newcastle. This is the Richmond Gooners podcast. We're a little short staffed today. I am Ryan here with just Joey. Yep, I love I when to say, they call me Big Papa. I don't mean to say just Joey like it's a bad thing, but it's yeah. just me and Joey today. Just Joey. Um, yeah, so we got <laughs> Bitch, you should be lucky to have me here, the, that is fair. Yep. That is fair. I can, I count myself blessed on this day, <laughs> the Lord's day. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you know, there's a whole lot has happened since last we've spoken. Ooh, yes, it has. Um, <laughs> a whole lot. A whole on lot. On the pitch, and, off the pitch. Yeah, on the pitch today, up in Manchester, which is one of the things to talk about. Yeah, that, you know, the yeah, way I've that never the seen coverage just got like really that. weird. Yeah. And that was just something I'd never seen. But, yeah, yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, let's just let's. I mean, because this is nominally a post game show, let's just kind of talk a little bit about today. I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, you know, we started off in eleventh. Lowest we've been in a hot minute. Yep. Um, but again, as we say every week, it generally doesn't matter. It is ironic that, you know, as you pointed out, I think a week or so ago, like multiple teams have tried to leave the door open for us to advance. And we just be like, no, nah, yeah, you know we what? Refuse. I don't want what's on the other side of that door. We I'm refuse. good right here. We don't want a European spot. We don't want a European spot. We don't want St. Tottenham's <laughs> Day. We're just going to hang out here yeah. mid-table as if yeah. our front shirt sponsor should be a yeah. gambling company. Don't mind me. I'm just doing my thing. Just doing our thing. But, you know, it, it is what it is. And, you know... The league's been lost for a couple of months, so so whatever. Yeah, I mean it's it's clear, and I I've mentioned this I think in a couple of other podcasts, but it's clear that all our eggs are in the Europa League basket right now. Not quite. It may not have been clear if you saw the manager's tactics uh, in leg one. Yeah, that uh, was, in Spain against Villarreal. That was something. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's that's for a little bit later in the podcast. So uh, as far as the game today, you know, uh, we won two nil. Um, goals by Mohamed El Worldy um, <laughs> and uh, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Uh, you know, we get that. You know, I was I was actually quite happy to see that. That uh, that world famous smile after he scored today because I feel yeah. like it's those smiles are few and far in between. And you I mean, know, you know, you get malaria, you're not gonna be having a grand time for yeah, a while. Yeah, exactly. So, you exactly. Know, it's it's so, good to see him kind of back in in winning yeah, form, up and healthy and happy and yeah. smiling that that big old smile. So, um, you know, I thought we played well. Um, obviously, uh, Fabian Share got sent off for. For Newcastle, for a god awful tackle on Martinelli, and it's it's it was definitely puckered butthole time. Yeah, um, every time Martinelli goes down, you just you just yeah. your brain goes there now. Yeah, yeah, because you're like Jesus, man, this kid can you can you just not try to destroy this kid? Like, yeah, for one damn minute. Oh man, it was if you see if you've seen it, you understand that it was a god awful tackle. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, you could make an argument in a game that was in contention. You know that it's possible they could call that a. You know, if it's a dude's first foul, you call it a yellow. But you know, yeah. especially, I would say it's a straight red at any time. But especially in garbage time, my team yeah. has no choice to be like, "What the hell are you what doing?" What are you doing? At minimum, any time in the game, at minimum, that's like a yellow plus. Yeah, it's you a yellow I mean? with like if you touch somebody or yeah, breathe a, on somebody, pink, you are being sent card, off next yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that was that. You know, and that, at that point, it was like ninety plus two or whatever it was. It was yeah. over at that point, or maybe yeah. it was like ninety ish. Yeah. But yeah, mentioning El Nani, it was funny. I was I, I was looking at the lineup on the way over here, and I went, "Well, you start Ceballos and El Nani." You in the were midfield. shitting on him, weren't you? You were shitting on. I him. was like, "Is there a clearer white flag to be woven, <laughs> woven, waved, whatever?" Can you can you can you care less about advancing the ball from midfield than putting those two dudes in there, especially after the yeah. turd Ceballos late on Thursday, and then El Nani oh, comes out, turd. you know. So early. Listen, am I in the minority here thinking that El Nini has had actually a really good season? He's had a really good season. But I actually want them. To, I actually want him to get re-signed. I, I would. I mean, I'd, I'd take him over Sabayas at this point, which Absolutely. sounds like that's a guarantee that he's not coming back. Yeah, but we we have one one defensive midfielder, one 
natural defensive midfielder at the club, and his name is Muhammad El Nini. Yeah. Well, and like but we not, have to have somebody in that position, yeah. right? I don't, I don't, I'm not shitting on him necessarily, but that pairing does not inspire confidence Ooh, because no, the no, two no, of no, them no, together no. are not doing a whole hell of a lot no, going no, forward. No, no, they're, they're not. They're not. But as it turns out, you know, it was honestly the fifth minute. El Nini um, gets his gets his moment. And we've seen him. We know he can hit him from there. Yeah. Because we've seen it a few times before. I mean, it was a little bit. It was one of those things. Like, I think he was lucky to hit it as well as he did. Because he mm-hmm. looked like he was flailing around a little bit mm-hmm. at it. But once he makes Actually, good that, contact. that's the technique, in my opinion. I think that he, he had to really measure that. And yeah. I, I thought it was really good technique. It looks awkward, but it's the, yeah. it was the proper technique yeah, uh, to hit that shot. Yeah. I mean, it, it felt like, oh, God, what's it? But then, it, you know, it goes right on through. Mm-hmm. But. But yeah, I mean, Ceballos was just kind of there today. He didn't, you know, do anything glaringly awful, which is an improvement. Yeah, and I think it was uh, I think it was Zeb who was visiting us uh, from the Queen City Gooner. Shout out to Michael Petko and Co down there. But um, Zeb turned to me and was like, "You know, I've never seen anybody like put so much energy into running extremely slowly." Oh, he said, "Make me." Said, I think he said, "Make running so slowly look so difficult." Look so difficult, yeah. And because Sabios, he looks like he's chugging and he's going about two miles an hour. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, it's like he's we've got some said, positive qualities, but pace is not one of them. Man. And he his is, positive qualities have been largely yeah. dormant since Project Restart. Exactly. You know, exactly. and whatever happened happened. He was a beast, like right was. at the beginning of Project Restart, and then something happened. I thought Arteta was like unlocking him and getting the best out of him. Yeah. He's turning into like a real. Eight, the defensive side of his game was like had re- had vastly improved, um, but uh, yeah, lately his game has been drier than Ben Shapiro's wife's nether regions. So <laughs> yeah, so uh, it's a pretty. He's not coming back most likely next year, and, mm-hmm. and that'll be fine. And yeah, and and uh, oh, oh, I'm so sad. Yeah, yeah. well, you know, when he went, yeah, I, the, 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 there was the tackle on him early. Or not, it wasn't early. I forget what what the, what the time was because again, as we'll mention later, the the broadcast was hijacked by the riots at Old Trafford. Yeah, riots, yeah. the shenanigans at Old Trafford. Yeah. Um, but you know there was you know there was a very questionable tackle and one of our dudes rolling around. It's like oh crap, then you see a Sabios and you're like eh, okay. I mean I don't wish harm on the guy, but it's like you know what honestly it's not going to cost us much yeah. if he's hurt. You know yep. I, I don't wish him I don't wish harm on him. Yeah. But it's like well at least that wasn't Martinelli. Um, other just kind of points for the game to me. I thought Matt Ryan looked really good. You know. Um, Matt Ryan a, looked looked really really good. There was like a, a couple of like dangerous like low crosses that were kind of skittering along the ground that could have sure. been easily missed. There was sure. a really high one that he got yeah. way up to get. Um, you know he wasn't necessarily challenged challenged a lot today, but I think he did a lot to calm the play in the sure, box. Sure, sure. I thought it looked good, but like I'm just preparing myself to go on Twitter and seeing the you know incoming the the Sean Bean meme. Brace yourselves. Uh, the Oh, we should buy Matt Ryan on a permanent, and he should be the number one over yeah. Leno crowd is coming, uh, and that is just beyond no, it's, it's, dumb. No, but it's, it's, I, I am in no way advocating for Matt Ryan, no. future Arsenal number one goalkeeper, but it is but Matt he Ryan. Looked, future, he looked excellent today, I thought. Future serviceable Arsenal backup. Absolutely. Keeper. I would rather him than a backup like Ospina, say, yeah. or yeah. Runerson. Or, yeah, oh, you know. yeah, Runerson is still in no way ready to be yeah. a guy, I, I assume, given what went on yeah. with him earlier in the year. But no, Ryan looks like he's capable. He looks like he's ready. And, you know, depending on how many cup competitions we find ourselves in next year, he could be a good cup kicker. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, so that, that was one bright spot. Love to have him uh, as a backup You know, kicker. one dark spot. You've got Louise's <clears throat> hammy is now in jeopardy. Yeah, doggone it. That's dang. I mean, I, don't, I forget who it was on, on the Slack, but mentioned that uh, I think it might have been Jim saying that 
the rash of in- injuries this year. You wonder if it's just the disruption to everyone's routines. Yeah. That I, has I think that might it. have something to do with it. And I think that's a good point. You know, cause like you, part of me says these are professional athletes. They're going to training every day. Like how much is your routine really disrupted? But yeah. you know, I mean, these are also human beings. They have lives and like yeah. you're stressed out over other stuff that certainly could, you know, trickle into your, your, your fitness. And you know, it's, it, it's it's a, it's a speculation, but you know I'd give it some credence. And it, but it, it you know obviously we haven't had the issues that Liverpool have had yeah. this year with injuries. Yeah, they've but we've been, still been maybe hit the pretty darn hard. Team in the league, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, but I mean we've we've still been hit hard enough. I mean, like when one of your dudes <clears throat> catches malaria, like how much more bad luck? Yeah, true. Are you going to have health wise in one season? I was say the Aubameyang family has not had a good to go of it that's as true. of lately. That's true. I mean, with his, his mom, mom was, and, was yeah. like deathly ill, and then he catches malaria. Yeah, like it's, it's just it was just. I'm glad to see that they've come that their whole family has come out on the side of that because yeah. uh, you know Albami, the Albamiangs are supremely likable people. Oh yeah, I mean um, you can just tell like know. by just how like joyful he lives yeah, his life. Exactly. Like it's not going to be a bunch of just. He like, has a good time all the time. Yeah. It seems like you know so and that's I think that's kind of it. And the, the funny thing is you know I, I talk about this with Tom all the time because both of us um, you know Tom is is German and so um, you know he grew up supporting Borussia Dortmund but uh, that Bruce Dortmund is my German club of choice as well and we talk about all the time how you know the media reports said he was a cancer there and this and that and like I just don't really see any of that at Arsenal uh, yeah. the younger players really look up to him he's taken several younger players like kind of under his wing you know guys like uh uh, you know, Guendouzi when Guendouzi was here. Um, it seems like our youngsters like Saka and them yeah. and Martinelli, they have a good relationship with him. Look at the, the reaction between him and Martinelli because Martinelli supplied the assist for his yeah, goal today. Goal, yeah. Just look at the reaction from them. Yeah. It seems like he, he genuinely tries to look after our youngsters and stuff. And like, and I wonder what was going on at Dortmund. Was he just not getting playing time or I, I don't know, not man. want to live in Germany? I, 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 mean, I think, you know, people, you know, sometimes people at the club want to save, save face so they say, oh, the player is the problem. You know, because he didn't fit in their system, and they weren't willing to adjust. Exactly, yeah. exactly, because he's always been an elite level striker in world football. Yeah, and oh well, my word, there's there's still I'm I'm sorry to are they still, interrupt. Well, they're, they're still showing it's getting it's, it's popping getting off. It's well, popping so off that, here. That's a, honestly like we've pretty much said all we need to say about the game. Yeah. you know, uh, Mike Dean was forced to give a red in Arsenal's favor. I'm sure he's going to go home and and cry uh, and, and masturbate with his own tears tonight. <laughs> yeah, but. Um, that was awfully blue for this podcast. All right. <laughs> anyway, he's going to have a rough night. But, yeah, now's a good time as any. We got cops on horses in Manchester. Yeah. Manchester versus, uh, Man United versus Liverpool has, of course, been delayed. Yes. Um, it seemed somewhat mild-mannered earlier, but it's it's popping off now. Yeah. There are stewards outside in the street. Well, I mean, here's um, the thing. They got, they got a line going. They've established yeah. a line finally. Yeah. So that was the thing. I, was, I forget what the, it was in the 20-something, the 15th, 20th minute or whatever. All of a sudden, we go to a split screen. And it's like, what the hell is going on? Because yeah. before the game, they had shown the crown gathering outside Old Trafford. Yes. And you go, all right, well, yes. you know what? They're having a moment. You know, they're going to voice their opinion. Fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all of a sudden, it just cuts to this shot of people just running all over the pitch. Yeah. And the guy who I'm going to call shoe guy <laughs> is just wild, just going crazy. He's he grabbing a fucking tripod. Yeah. And chucking it onto the field and uh, uh, the thing is I was just waiting for that dude's pants to fall off like every time they showed him he was like this close to going full plumber's butt yeah exactly and it just never happened and I felel like that's the fame that he truly deserves yeah. for the bullshit that he yeah. pulled today yeah um, there was like the 10 year old kid who was just having the best moment of his life crawling on top of the the, the goal yeah yeah you know and it's one of those things like man I hope y'all's lifetime ban is worth it yeah yeah I hope that and this guy that was carrying around the, the corner flag from Old Trafford it was like you'll probably you'll probably get out of there with that flag and I hope that lifetime ban was worth that flag so half of me feels like 
Yeah, yeah. You know, especially the all the folks that they caught on camera yeah. are going to get lifetime bans. But also another half of me feels like Men United's ownership might understand the sort of precarious position that they're in right now, and so maybe they don't do that. Maybe they they, they give them a second shot, so they don't get make everybody more cor- mad. At correct, them. correct. Maybe maybe they say, "Hey, we we understand." You know, the guy like broke a camera. It wasn't an expensive well, camera. Just a tripod. Thing, it's, yeah, just the tripod thing. So it's like, yeah, that thing costs a few bucks, but like. You know, hey, listen, we understand, we hear you. Like, like we're not going to sell the club, but we hear you, and we're not going to punish you for the pro or some sort of statement like that. Like, hey, we hear you. We're going to do our best to regain your trust after this. I, I almost foresee uh, a kind of statement like that coming out. From, That's possible from you know Joel Glazer and company. I mean, it's one of those. I mean, you've got you, it's it's a tough middle ground for them. You have to find a way to be like, look, protest all you want outside the stadium. You know, don't break in the stadium. Don't and break, break in break the stadium and break our stuff because yeah. we're supposed to play a game today. That yeah, you know, we're trying to win. Um, you know, there, there's there's probably some they, they're going to have a hard time. I, I think that's an interesting point. I hadn't thought about that. They might try to use this as a way to like, hey, yeah. we'll, we'll, we're not going to prosecute yeah. if you just you know give us a minute to try to get our stuff yeah, together. Exactly. You know, we'll just call this you know water under the bridge. Yeah, and they are trying to win, and, it, and it's somewhat important. I mean, I think they're I, for me their spot in second place is. Pretty much solidified because they're they're yes a game in hand on Man City but they're currently thirteen points behind. Oh yeah, I mean Man City only um, needs three points. Man City needs games, three points for yeah. United to lose today. And they are they're also a game in hand uh, uh, for Leicester. Oh, Leicester, yeah. uh, they had game in hand on Leicester, and they are currently four points up of Leicester. So they would very much like to be seven points up of Leicester with four games to go, just to kind of solidify that second spot. You know. Well, because in a year like this, when or in like the, the last few years, where the, the 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 team that wins it is running away with it, finishing second, I don't want to say moral victory, but best of the rest, you know. Yeah, best best knowing, of the rest, and knowing that no one's going to top city, yeah. and no one has been in a position to top city for several months. Yeah, eh, you know that's that's about as much of a victory as you can hope for. You yeah. don't want to throw that away. Yeah, um, and if I've said it once, I've said it. A thousand times, I just don't think that Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer is a, is a championship winning manager, is a league winning manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think he maybe has actually overperformed with him finishing second this year. Um, because if I had to give it one game, them versus Leicester, I would pick Leicester in that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, or, or even in maybe them versus Chelsea in a, in a one-off. You know what I mean? I mean, I'd take us over them in a cup final. We just have Absolutely. their number. We cups. have their number, especially un- under Arteta. Yeah. We, we've, we've, we've kind of had their number. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. I think he's, I think he's, I don't think he's a title winning manager, but I think he's actually done well to get this team finishing second with only like four losses on the season. So yeah, well, like they've been, they, so they've drawn 10 games, but you know, yeah, but they've been, they've been a mess for a while. I mean, really, really since Ferguson left. Left. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. Mourinho kind of got things to a yeah, point, but yeah. then just it fell apart as yeah. it always does with him. Yep. So the fact that he's, you know, <laughs> appreciate my mute there. <laughs> the fact that he's held it together, uh, you know, to such a degree that they can finish second is actually kind of impressive. And yeah. you know, we talked about this that this in the last podcast that like you know they've got some some good players in their squad. But they don't have enough great players to overcome not having a great manager either. So they've they've they've, they've done well for themselves, and yeah. you know it's you, you hate to see it, but it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, <clears throat> the whole it's interesting that like because I mean their their fans are every bit as upset as our fans are, mm-hmm. and uh, I haven't seen much out of like 
the Liverpool people. There was there was a there was a thing in Liverpool a couple weeks ago with the yeah the outside, outside right? the outside like, like the Shankly Gates. Yeah, and like um, even even Chelsea fans got in on it. You know, where I didn't see a whole lot of noises. City. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I didn't. This is, I didn't this see who can be more. Maybe there was contest. It's just interesting that yeah. like you know that United is kind of where it's chosen to pop off. Yeah, yeah. And I guess it's all you know. It, it is one of those things that uh, is has reached ahead and like you know they're. Enough. Like, I guess that's, right, that's interesting. So, we're, so like, we're, we're getting into it now. So let's go ahead and talk about let's let's the, talk about the, it. The European so, Super League. So we, speaking of the because like you know, the Glaziers issued an apology, the Cronkies issued an apology. I guess. Well, like, the, well, Arsenal was the first club to actually say, "Hey, listen, we got it wrong. Yeah, we got it wrong, and we're sorry." And I'm you just know, curious. We heard like, you. We got it wrong. This is just we yeah. we, we got it wrong, man. The question mm-hmm. is like, I'm I'm interested in like. Were the Glazers more kind of like backhanded in their apology, or because Kroenke did that 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 um, you know digital forum thing yeah, with the fans? Yeah, yeah. Like I, I don't know if United had anything quite like that, mm. and I don't know if that's the difference. It's just interesting to see like how this is playing out differently at every club. But yeah, I mean, I don't want to do you know the world's deepest dive on this only because it's been done by everybody else, and you know the fact it relates to the game is entirely on me. But you know. My life has been nuts lately. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was one of the. I thought from the beginning, and especially you know, not not just because we're Arsenal people. Like when when Wenger came out pretty early and was like, "I do not think this is a thing that is going to happen." Mm-hmm. It was. It seemed pretty obvious to me anyway that this was mostly smoke, and that it was about leverage in getting the Champions League reorganized the way that the teams wanted. Which that's another discussion to have, like that abomination that they've come up with. Yeah, yeah. And um, so it's almost like, and I think you, I think you made a good point because I think we were chatting maybe in our WhatsApp group or something, um, and you made a good point of that. Hey, I, I don't know if they actually intended to go through with this thing. I think this was really just somewhat of a smokescreen to to get. UEFA to make the changes to the Champions League that they wanted to make. And if you look at what actually happened, that explanation makes could, sense. could seem accurate. Yeah, yeah. That explanation clocks because there, there have been wholesale changes made to the format of the Champions League um, and the USL is no more, or the ESL is no more. It, you know, it, it died within 48 hours. Right. You know what I mean? Um, you know, I mean, I don't like the new Champions League format either, but it seems to no. be what the owners wanted. It gets yeah. more like you know, in, under the new format, I believe we'd be in next year. Yeah, yeah. And and here's the thing: like, I I I think the ESL was a thing because I think that the especially the American owners uh, within the Premier League are about as out of touch as we believe that they are. Oh, sure, sure. Um, you know, and and. and you and I are, are big time Arsenal supporters and we, we have been for years and I think we have an understanding that Stan Kroenke is not Stan Kroenke is the owner of Arsenal and Kroenke Sports Entertainment Stan and Josh are, are the owners of Arsenal but they are not Arsenal supporters no I not mean, real ones anyway they say oh we support Arsenal because you own the club and that's what you're supposed to say yeah but you know what I mean no, they. I mean, Ryan Dorp would be a better owner of well, Arsenal if you had their money. You would be a better owner well, of Arsenal that, because maybe. you understand yeah. what it means. I mean, when they came out, I don't know if it was the Cronkies, but it was whoever came out and designated. You know, made that saying legacy fans. You know, saying legacy fans are not. You know, 
what the future is. The future is future fans, and yeah. in their mind, that's you know, sixteen to twenty-four year olds. People who, and, and like, I don't even know if like people that young have poor attention spans. <coughs> yeah, like, you yeah. want to assume they do because we're old, and that's the thing old yeah, people say. Yeah, but you it's and like, I are far out of that range. So I'm like, does the yeah. club not give a shit about me? Yeah, and you it's like they mean? just they see like all these kids in like Southeast yeah. Asia and 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 like Australia and like the countries where like Emirates has been pushing really yeah. big. Yeah, and like you know, Arsenal is a global and, and, brand, yeah, and the club has been pushing for a big right. presence within those areas. Yeah, and um, like they they see that and they say, well, you know, our games are on at these weird hours during the during the night, you know, two o'clock in the morning over there right now. And if we found this league where we control everything, well, that's uh, <laughs> for those of you not watching on News Channel Eight. There's an interesting banner uh, being carried around Manchester. Avi Glazer went to Epstein Island. Yikes! That's uh, if that is true. That's it's probably not. It's also aggressive. Yeah. Okay. If that is it true. might be. It might be. It might be. It might be. You know, they you have don't a picture of Avi Glazer, and let me just say, he definitely looks like the type. He looks like. Uh, let me see the picture of him again. Yeah. Here you go. He looks like I had a. I had one of those like Dan Levitard. He looks like moments. He looks like uh, Al Davis if he gained fifty pounds and shaved his head. Yeah. That's what he looks like. He's got he those glasses. Like a, he looks like a character in a Sasha Baron Cohen film. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, so that, that's a hard yikes. But. Um, Anyway, no, I think they're looking at the rest of the world that is, you know, time zone inefficient with the UK and saying, how do we reach these people to get more live games right. to them? And the solution is invent a league where we can play where we want, when we want. Against the top teams in Europe. Against the top teams in and Europe. And never have it, to worry about getting kicked out of this league or getting right. relegated. In I mean, way, so that, that's the thing. Like, I think the, the permanent <clears throat> membership is very bad optics. Um, and obviously, like teams like us and Tottenham would benefit more greatly than any other English teams from sure. it by just being there. But I think honestly, the 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 ability to control the terms of the deal more directly in terms of when and where you play and who you play is an even bigger. That was that was the real money draw because you know, like we were saying, absolutely, you play the bigger teams all the time and you get to play them when you think your new fans that are better than your legacy fans will watch. Yeah, absolutely. And and the thing is like. The main thing that that made me super upset about that is that you know with these the six within the six clubs within uh, uh, within the EPL that wanted to go out and branch out to the to the ESL uh, four of those clubs including us have American ownership yeah. and to me the the most poisonous and insidious part of American sport. Uh, which I, which I like, I have a fan of. I'm a Washington football team fan. I'm a Chicago Bulls fan, Atlanta Braves fan. But the most poisonous and insidious part of American sport as a whole is that in American sport there is no real punishment for sucking. Right. Right. So there's no, there's no, there's no punishment. In fact, there's a reward. There's a reward. You get the high draft. You get a high draft. Pick, and right? that's in, that's in the intent to balance the sport back out, is so you don't suck. But it, it is, it is. But also, it's like okay, as I'm, I'm a Washington football team fan, and you know. If 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 you think Arsenal fans uh, are not Stan Kroenke fans, um, Washington football team fans are not Daniel Snyder fans. Right. Daniel Snyder is the chairman and the owner of of Washington football team. And for me, Dan Snyder has no no motivation uh, to to actually want the team to be better. Right. Because Dan Snyder is going to get his money no matter what. Uh, the Washington football team has one of the most loyal. And passionate fan bases in all of the NFL, uh, American football, pigskin, or hand egg, as some might, some might call it. Um, 
So, you know, we're still going to buy merch every year. We're still going to show up to games every year. The season ticket holders are still going to – it's tough to get season tickets for the, yeah. for the Washington football team. And so he's going to get his money no matter what. And so he has no, no financial motivation or no business motivation to actually want the team to get better. Right. He could just kind of stand pat. And he's still going to get his money. So in my mind, I'm worried that for the rest of my life, my natural born life, the Washington football team is going to suck unless we have two or three years straight of excellent draft picks. Right. And those draft picks perform well on their rookie contracts. Right. When you can, and, and we yeah. start making playoffs yeah. and, and doing a deep run. Kind of how, uh, you know, the Seahawks want won a Super Bowl while Russell Wilson was still on his rookie contract. Right. The Kansas City the Chiefs guys, won a yeah. Super Bowl while yeah. Patrick Mahomes was on his rookie contract. Right. Unless we have a situation like that where we get a generational talent player like a Russell Wilson, right. like a Patrick Mahomes, um, and those two are both generational talents, uh, you know, we're not going to get any better. Well, and, and, that's, and that's, and that's to me, that is the beauty and, and pr- probably part of the reason why I was drawn to, to, Eng- to football as a world sport or soccer, as we Americans would call it, and why I was drawn to Arsenal in the EPL because there's something on the line kind of all the time. Yeah. And, and so... That really resonated with me, and I had a, I feel like I have a deep understanding and a deep connection to the fact that <clears throat> that in order to advance in this sport, you have to earn it. Yeah. And so my biggest problem with the ESL was that there there is no yes. Do I want Arsenal to be playing on the highest stage against the Real Madrids and Barcelonas and Bayern Munichs and PSGs? Yeah, of course. And do I want Arsenal to sit at that table? Yes, but we have to earn it. Right. If we don't earn it, what the fuck is the point? Yeah. Well, what, and, what's the point? And what, what does it mean? About? It doesn't mean anything. Right. Well, if you if you don't earn it, and that that is the culture and the ethos of the sport on a world level, and specifically on an English level and on a European level, and to go against that goes against, in my mind, the the, the core of the sport, and it, and it and it's trying to Americanize yeah. a, a, a largely un-American sport. And it shows how out of touch the, the American owners are, not necessarily because they're American, because like I said, Ryan Dorp, who's an American, can own Arsenal Football Club because you know what it means. Right. It's not that because they're American, it's because because they're American and they don't have access and they don't they didn't they're not fans of the club, they don't understand, they don't have a better well, understanding because they, of the because culture they bought and what into it, it because they saw a sound business investment. It's an investment to that's, them. And yeah. that and that's all it is. They don't yeah. understand what it means to to, to, pl- to play at that table but to play at that table and sit at that table because you've earned the right yeah we, we don't we don't we don't have the inherent right to do that we have to earn it right so listen uh, you know I, I actually I, I, do, I don't I wish West Ham weren't in that position but they are they're fifth right oh, now them, yeah and they are six points behind Chelsea so they have a legitimate chance to finish fourth they could earn the right to play in the Champions League next season. And I think that is awesome that a club like West Ham can earn the right to do that. I yeah. wish they, I wish they weren't. I wish they weren't that close. I wish Arsenal were in that position. Well, yeah, but they, but, yeah. but but I actually love that West Ham. They they bought wisely. They 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 got a good manager, and they have they've worked hard enough, and they they have they're very close to having earned the right to sit at that table at least for a season. For a season, yeah. That's what it's all about, man. Yeah, I mean, so to go. As far as like the you know, the no motivation to not be bad, it's a little different of a comparison because like obviously the NFL being a salary cap league, you have to worry about that kind of stuff. It's a franchise league, right? But 
a the, league of franchises. And I can't remember if it was it was it was one of the the, the larger Arsenal uh, Twitter. It was either Short Fuse or Gunner Blog or one of okay. those. I remember seeing the point that like, because like in the NFL, like you're going to spend the money up to the cap because sure. that's what you're going to do. Yeah. But in in you know in the EPL. It's kind of up to you. Like, there's no floor. I mean, obviously, there's financial fair play to be considered. But, but, but financial fair play is not really enforced. <laughs> no, but I'm so. just saying, like, that's that's pretty much the only you know legal consideration. Sure, yeah. And it, I, they made the, whoever it was who said the tweet, and I, I, it's been a while, I apologize, mm-hmm. I can't credit directly, but they made the point that, like, possibly the only reason that we've even been competitive is the lure of Champions League money. Yeah. Then without that, they might just do what American sports owners sometimes do and say, eh, whatever, we're making money, I'm not going to worry about it. Yeah. And so, like, you know, because, like, you know, even, even, and of course, it depends on how it would have all played out. Like, would we have been kicked out of the Premier League? I don't think so. Yeah, no, I don't think um, so either. You know, because I think the Premier League wouldn't survive without those six clubs. Yeah, or, like, you or need it would be that. A, a, a hugely diminished product. Yeah, it would go from what is known as the most competitive league in world football to probably the least competitive league in Europe if they kick yeah. all six of us out. Yeah. So that, you know, you'd still be wanting to compete for the league title. You know, I don't think it would have immediately turned into a a Washington football team like situation where you right. say screw it because you still want you don't want to look like clowns in the league yeah. and you're finishing 14th yeah. and then playing Barca on Thursday. Yeah. But that, you know? that I feel like that would have been the beginning of that of that ethos within within the game over oh, yeah, there. Would, and that, I, that I don't want the Americanization yeah. of the game in Europe. Yeah. I don't want that. Like, I don't think it would have happened overnight. But it's just, and that's just it. You know, like it would be the beginning of a, of maybe a slow burn. But it was yeah. it would have been a very clear beginning for me. And it's one of those things like. We as Americans, I guess, for whatever reason, just can't leave good things alone. Man. Yeah, it's just like you know, let a sleeping dog lie or yeah. whatever. The- I don't know if Germany's solution is the solution because, like, I've seen people say, like, look, that sounds great now that you guys are worried about this, but also it's not that great. Right. The fifty plus one rule. Yeah, yeah. I, I find my I found myself envious of envious of uh, Bruce Dortmund, who who is the club I support in Germany. I found myself envious of of guys like that, of clubs like that, because their fans are absolutely like not gonna. They were gonna fight this, and, yeah. and, and and like the fan share of ownership of the team, the team can't really make the move without that. Right, you know what I mean. But I guess what I was saying is like there, I, I haven't done enough reading into it to really understand how that all works. Sure, yeah. But like people have said, yeah, it's not every club over there, but most German yeah. clubs. Y'all are saying, look, all you English club fans are saying, give us fifty plus one. Trust us, you don't necessarily want it. Is what some of the yeah. German fans have been saying. So like, there's yeah. there's no perfect system by any means. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, but but it it it, it looks sure attractive in this case. In this, in this case, it's yeah, safe. Yeah everybody's butts because they they were saved the face of being in this debacle and I guess that's the next place to go with it is that you know now all the clubs that that voted to break away are in safe face mode obviously United is having the hardest time of it at this very moment as I can see reporters still standing on the pitch at Trafford and nothing is happening um, so is it Fraser Maud who is the has the most English name of all time that's a pretty English name (laughs) that is a pretty English name but you know, I want to say, how do you rebuild the trust? But, you know, even Josh Kroenke admitted it. They never had it in the first place. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, how do you build trust? And, and that, how- that's a troubling statement because they might they might have said, you know, well, screw it. Let's do this. Like, they don't trust us anyway. So what are they going to do? Trust us less? That's not possible. Yeah. And likely so, it, didn't so come it maybe to that. makes them take further risk than they would take because maybe they're not concerned about losing the trust because they don't feel like they have it. Well, but I think they, they I say, think oh, the maybe we'll take a risk on this thing and maybe it turns good and maybe we'll gain trust that way. If it turns bad, we can't we go less than because, we already yeah, are, you yeah. know, as far as trust and and that that maybe is not a bad point, you know what I mean? Yeah. If, if they were to think that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that, I, I feel like 
I don't know that what's happening today in Manchester is going to, you know, permeate the thoughts of any other owners. Mm -hmm. But I mean, I'm sure they're taking some notice at least. Mm -hmm. And you know, even the most isolated ivory tower, which which dude, rich dude. Still doesn't want to be the guy who's paid. said earlier, rich dude's going to rich dude. Rich dudes are going to rich dude. <laughs> but at a certain point, you still don't want to be the guy whose face is on a banner saying that you went to Epstein Island. Like, yeah, you know, I there definitely are some, don't want it. Whether that's true or not, I don't want my face on that banner. Right. And so, like, I, to be I, to be clear, I've never gone to Epstein Island. No, nor have I. Yeah. And my face has never been on any banner to yeah, my knowledge. And go. I'm trying to keep it that way. Yeah, exactly. Um, unless I print it myself as a joke. Yeah. We're not doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, can you imagine my face in vinyl? No, thank you. Uh, so, you know, it is just, it is interesting. It'll be, it will be interesting to see if like this kicked more than just United. If it, if it, A, you know, made any impact on United's plans going forward and B, if anybody else really takes notice and goes, oh man, they are not messing around over there. Yeah. I mean, it's, here's the thing I think of. So United fans that have wanted the Glazers out for years since they bought the club. When did they buy the club? 2005, I, I want to say. Um, so for you know a long time now, United fans have wanted the Glazer the Glazers out of their yeah. club, and I think they they yes, I think they have a, a a very real and visceral reaction to United's involvement in the European Super League, but and I think that that's not a fake reaction, but also I think that they are seizing their opportunity to try and get something that they've wanted for years and yeah. years now, which is the Glazers to be gone from yeah. their club. I mean, if, um, if the Cronkies are, you know, if, if, if the Spotify dude, what's his name? Daniel, Daniel Eck, Eck. Yeah, let's if, talk about Daniel Eck he, for a minute. If, if his, you know, first of all, I don't believe any team owner when they say we're not listening to offers for the team. Yeah. Because, like, what did they, what did they, what the team, did they, the team is worth, worth to value at two, two something billion. Yeah. So if Daniel Eck and Consortium and Thierry Henry and, 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 uh, and Vieira and them came along and said, hey, listen, we'll give you five billion for the club, uh, Stan and Josh's heads would be turned. Well, here's the thing the Cronkies bought the team for 550 million. Yeah. And they've 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 about quadrupled yeah, well, the team's value uh, that's from that. You. That's how much he paid for Usmanov's share, and yeah. then he bought out the remainder. Bought of the out shares. the remainder of the shares. So at, at, most, the, at the point where when he made the offer, the remaining shareholders had to sell. Yeah. So like yeah. at most, you figure the Cronkies were out like just short of a bill. Yeah. And if you're gonna take a billion dollars, so, so that means they've doubled. They've more than doubled. You would pretty much that. double. I mean, well, so supposedly X offer was like one point seven. Okay. Um, but that's a starting point. Like you figure it's going to end up over two. Yeah. And if you I feel like it's going to end like more like two point seven. If yeah. They, if you a doubled your investment in, uh, you know what is it? Twelve years, yes, thirteen years, something yeah, like that. Yeah. And also that doubling made you a billion with a B dollars. Yeah. Why wouldn't you listen to that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think you should entertain it. And also, but, he also owns there's, the there's, Rams. Still, they're so stubborn. He owns the Rams. He owns the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, he owns and their uh, money some comes esports from, teams. Yeah, and their money comes from walmart he, so he, he owns like like he owns like 32 percent of texas the state the, the <laughs> land or whatever he has a million acre rancher or whatever down there i'm you know yeah. using hyperbole of course but, but my point being but that they, like they but they here's the thing the cronkies are notoriously stubborn and when they acquire a sports team they don't sell it 
And that's that's like their thing. That's like their identity. They like they acquire these teams and they hold on to. But them. I mean, has anyone come to them with a dump truck of cash for the abs for, for or the abs or for, the, for the Rams? Probably yeah. not. Yeah. Well, Probably he, not. He, he moved the team because he thought it would be because he better. couldn't get that dump truck from St. Louis. Correct. He went correct. to L.A. He went to, to get, L.A. Yeah. yeah. And that was and just to, to be get fair. The, the Rams have you know were used to be in L.A. Uh, they also used to be in Cleveland. For those of you that don't know, for I want to say five or six years. Um, but uh, can you, Cleveland Rams, it just doesn't sound right. Um, but, you know, so half of me thinks that, you know, if Daniel Eck pulled up with a Brinks truck and said, hey, here's here's $2.4 billion for the club, and Kroenke's like, that's more than double our investment. Like, as an investor, I invest myself. I'm, I'm an investor. I invest in real estate. And, like, if, if, I, if I'm going to double the money I have in a project, if someone makes me an offer, that's an offer I probably say, hey, okay, great. Where do I sign? But you know, I don't. I don't play at the table of billions and billions. I no. play at the table of like hundreds of thousands, maybe. <laughs> but even so, even so. so, like you, you, yes, people of that stratosphere have a different mentality of yeah. things. But ultimately, their mentality is get rich as fuck. Yeah, yeah. So, get rich as get rich as quickly as possible. Yeah. And like you know, like it's, it'd be one thing if it was like I feel like Mark Cuban just owns the Mavs, right? Or does he own like a WNBA team or something like that? I think he might own a WNBA team. But like you know, like, but he owns a lot of other business ventures yeah, and yeah. stuff or like that. Like Balmer owns the Clippers. Yeah, right. Yeah, like that's his sports team, and, and like that dude loves his team. Like yeah. no, no, no one's buying the Clippers off of Steve Ballmer because yeah. that is his thing. And and he he is a Clippers fan, right? I mean, he's also a crazy person. He's also a crazy, but, but like he's like type of crazy person. I'm. Like, I, if I was a basketball player, like, yeah, I want to play for that dude. Yeah. That dude sits courtside and, like, pumps his fist when I yeah. when I score a fast break, when I, I mean, break looks, down a fast break and dunk on somebody's head. He looks like the head. whitest white person in the world when he does it, but yeah. whatever. But no, my but point that being, dude like, is into it. He's into right. his team. But my point is, like, his his team is not – no one's buying that team off of him for no, any amount of money because he loves that. Absolutely but the Cronkies yeah. own a half dozen sports teams. Yeah. You have to imagine if someone said, look – this we're is a ridiculous really amount of money. We're going to give you a crazy return on yeah. what you've invested thus yeah, far. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to light your name on fire as you walk away. Yeah. We just want this team to do our thing with it. Yeah. I think... And Daniel Ek has, has, has kind of proven that because he's, yeah. had, he's had a couple chances since he came out with that statement on Twitter. He's had a couple chances to... to Drag the Cronky name through the mud, and he is he is very much taking the high road, which I'm really impressed about. And it makes me think he's really, really doing everything he can to maybe launch a real bid for this team. He's doing the PR the right way. He's got the right people involved. He's got Henri and Vieira and some some folks, some club legends involved. And it's yeah. like, listen, if if there if if there was any way to approach like trying to make this thing happen, he's doing all the right things. Yeah. I would say. And all I'm trying to say is that like. I don't think the Cronkies would seriously just slam the door in his face without hearing his offer. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, I, like, I don't, like I don't to, know that they would the, sell, but I yeah. can't. I do not believe Damn. for one second yeah. they would not entertain the offer. You've just summed up my. You've just summed up my opinion on it. Like I don't know that I think they will sell, but like if if the Cronkies have an opportunity to make money because that is the Cronkies' number one concern in life yeah. is how do I make money? How do I make money? How do I make more money? Or how do I make something more valuable? How do I up my net worth? How do I make this asset a more valuable right. asset? And as Peyton just pointed out, they blew all that money on an infinity pool to have a draft party, so they're going to have to <laughs> finance that somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah, I mean... Sell the club, pay for your pool. Pay for your pool, exactly. <laughs> have more draft parties, yeah. prosper. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean... I. I mean, I would put maybe a 30% chance on this Eck takeover happening. You put 30% on it? If I had to quantify it, I would say less. I would say probably like half that. But You think like a 15, yeah, 10, 15? Yeah, but, but, but there is a, a clear chance. It's not 
it's not one percent or two percent or three yeah. percent. I think it's way more than that. I think there's a clear chance. This is where I'm wishing I happen. programmed in the. So you're saying there's a chance. So you're telling my, me there's yeah, a chance. Yeah. One in a million. Okay. <laughs> Samsonite. I was, was way, way off. off. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I'm sure <laughs> that we have not heard the last of that particular yeah. drama. Yeah. And you know, we have heard the last of the ESL. But you know, as a lot of people have said, I know. You know, I don't know that it, we've heard the last of that. Well, no, we've know. heard the last of the ESL in its existence but as uh, under Taylor Twelman pointed out and a few others like they're going to try again yeah uh, Florent- f- Florentino Perez is still talking about it now Flor- well, that, Florentino that Perez that dude is certifiably so insane yeah, he, he, is, he is certifiably he's, insane he's off he, the res- he has to take a plane fight just to get back to being close to yeah. the reservation that dude like he, he is way off the reservation he, he put the ESL so deep in his throat that it's coming out his back <laughs> like yeah. he cannot bail out at this point like he yeah. has to in order to be ever taken seriously on anything again yeah. he has to champion this until it is so dead that yeah. even he has to give up. Yeah, but, I mean, this th- fool said, uh, if 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 UEFA and FIFA say that our players that play in the ESL can't play in the UEFA Euros or the World Cup, we will just create our own World Cup. It's not a big deal. Yeah, which is, is what this man said, yeah. and I'm like, you you said what now? Yeah. <laughs> It's only uh, been, you know, yeah. hundred and some odd years. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, that that you that have dude, a lot of pull, but I don't think you got that that kind of pull. Like I that think, is that is juice juice. That's not juice. That goes into sauce territory. That'd be sauce. Uh, yeah. I think the fact <laughs> that being like Spain's de facto national club team mm-hmm. has gone a little bit to little his bit head. To his head, yeah. And he's like you say, completely off the reservation. He's yeah. actually on a different planet at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no. But no, I mean, there the t- as long as there is. Foreign ownership that sees these teams as more of an investment than an institution. They are going to try again. Yeah. And honestly, you know, the new Champions League format is a disaster. Yeah. And it's, and it's closer to the ESL than. Yeah. Yeah. There's, we, there's, there's enough teams getting in that don't belong in that it's yeah, almost some it's legacy almost teams. Legacy, yeah. And then that, and that, again, that would help Arsenal. It would help us, but it's not the way but we I, want to But get I don't there. like it. No, I don't I wanna, like it. I want to yeah. earn it fair and square legitimately I want to play at that table but we need and that's the way it's always been and not that change is, is bad or that change is inherently going to end up in disaster because the way of the world is that the world evolves and changes over time and in a lot of instances change is good but change that takes 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 the soul of something yeah, away it takes is the bad. soul of something yeah. away and that soul is based on uh, that soul in the game is merit based, yeah. And and to take the merit based aspect away from it is is in my mind just is is a crime against yeah. all of all of the sport. And all you of hope football. that as negatively as this played out, that whenever they do inevitably try again, they mm-hmm. at least learn something they from make this it and try to figure based. out a way yeah. to not only make. I mean, obviously, make it merit based, yeah. but do it in a way that either accomplishes something that everybody can be okay with, yeah. or force you know try to because like UEFA and FIFA are as corrupt as it gets yeah absolutely and so if you can I agree with the idea of fighting them on something I I agree with the the idea that things needed to change within those two organizations but this was not this ain't it chief (laughs) this was not the one yeah I mean and and that's just it like maybe they say you know what instead of starting a breakaway league we just need to band together and demand change or or we boycott the Champions League or something yeah, like that yeah. like that's I think how you affect the changes you need absolutely. while maintaining the soul of the game absolutely um, so anyway pivoting from uh, a league that wasn't to a league that we're not in to the league that we are in <laughs> let's talk go. about Europa a little okay, bit okay okay so because um, we, we haven't we haven't podcasted since the, the, uh, the first leg, leg one at yeah. Villarreal which um, that lineup what 
we were we were really lucky to nick an away goal there, and that was a big deal. That was a that it was and is a big deal for us. Yeah. Um, and you know me, and you know I'm a fan of Arteta, and I've been one of the biggest Arteta. I, oh, guess, no, I knew apologists. When, when, when I saw uh, you say, you know what, this time Arteta got it wrong. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, it must have been real bad. Yeah. If this was on him, because. The manager has certain jobs now. To a degree, it's up to the players to perform. If the manager puts you in a position to succeed, so a good example of that is the first leg against Slavia Prague, right? right. So the manager put out a lineup and tactics that that put our players in the best possible position to succeed. And they did not. Convert. And our players missed like five sitters right. that game. Right. That's not on Arteta. He puts you in the position. He can't go on the pitch himself. He's past that age. He can't go and make it happen himself. But he puts you in a position to succeed, and you and we fluffed five or six, sitters. basically sitters, yeah. um, in the first leg against Villarreal. He got it all wrong. Yeah. Tactically, he got it all wrong. Lineup-wise, he got it all wrong. We played Emil Smith-Rowe as a false nine. Um, I think we did that because Pep Guardiola did it. Did it like a few few nights before, and it worked. Uh, and there's only a couple problems with that. Pep Guardiola, and they're both personnel-related. A, Pep Guardiola as a whole, his team, he has the personnel to do those types of things. Yeah. And Arteta does not have that personnel as a whole. Uh, number two, another personnel issue is you cannot... You cannot play a false nine formation if you do not have midfielders that are natural goal scorers. Yeah. City has Kevin De Bruyne, Riyad Mahrez, a bunch of midfielders that can score uh, at will. Or, or wide players that are natural goal scorers. They score without thinking about it. It's second nature to them. Kevin De Bruyne could be a striker. Yeah. If Kevin De Bruyne was a, was a striker, he'd be like a top six striker in the entire world. Yeah. <laughs> That's how good he is as a player, right? Right. So... We don't have that. Our midfielders are not natural goal scorers. Emil Smith Rowe, who is a brilliant young player, is is just we we really put him in a position to fail. Yeah. Uh, by by doing that, because a brilliant young player and and playing him and do, and asking him to do something that is at this point in his career out of his depth. Yeah. It, it was it was a bad idea, and I hope it didn't wreck the kid's confidence because. Oh, I don't think so. I, and I don't think so either because I think he understood that it was experimentation time. But again, why why are you why experimenting, experimenting in, in, in a, a European, European semifinal? semifinal? Yeah, exactly. Why why are you doing that? Like uh, you know, I I was with whoever said in our group chat like maybe this was just to throw Emery for a loop. Like well, I bet you didn't expect me to, expect yeah. me to do something this insane, did or, you? <laughs> or play, or playing three. Former La Liga players in in who in uh, Partey, Ceballos, and who else was a former La Liga? Somebody else, Odegaard, as former La Liga players, um, you know, and just to say, okay, you guys know what it takes. You, you guys can be effective against a La Liga team. He just got far too cute with everything, yeah. and it, and it just did not pan out. Because it wasn't necessitated because of injury. I don't think. I think he just put dudes in I, weird I, not places. Not at all. I don't think. Not at all. You know, because like we had guys that didn't play, they could have played yeah. and made the lineup a little bit more. And, and why, why play ESR as a false nine yeah. when you have Martinelli? Yeah. He could be a false nine. He could be a real Actual nine. nine. He yeah. could be a tech nine. He could be a nine millimeter. <laughs> that kid can do everything. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna guest star on Brooklyn Nine Nine. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't like. Yeah, it's just it, 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 the, all those decisions. Yeah, everything made no everything sense. that Arteta was responsible for, as far as preparation and tactics and everything for that game. He got it all wrong. Yeah. So in my mind, and yes, I, I like Arteta, and yes, I think our future is in good hands with Arteta, and I think it's there's going to be some growing pains. But but I'm also a realist, and I'm not so biased and such a homer for the guy that I can't see that he got everything wrong. And yeah. this one, that one rests squarely on his shoulders. Now, 
Thank God for Pepe. Yeah. Thank God for, for getting a penalty yeah. and converting that penalty and, and, and steal, steal, absolutely stealing an away goal against a Villarreal team that wholly looked better than us yeah. uh, uh, on, on Thursday. So I now, hope this coming Thursday we can, we can really. Yeah. But my question is, like, you know, so, like, the scenarios, which I had to ask you to sort out because I'm not super familiar on the road. Right, yeah. But, no, so, like, either we got to win 1-0. And we went on away goals, or we, we win by two, two plus goals, and we just win on aggregate. We on or aggregate. if we get a two-one win, we have to go to extra time, extra and time, if need be extra time, and then penalties if, if it's, it's still, still tied, tied after extra time. Uh, if it's still tied at that scoreline, because one goal in extra time would be the difference in that scoreline. Right. So whoever scores that goal in extra time, so let's let's scenario run here. Uh, if it's if we win two-one, and then we go into extra time, okay, and we get another, and we, we win, win another, yeah. we win. If they get another in extra time, in that scenario. We then need two more because right. then they'll have the away, the away goals goal. lead. Right, right. So if it goes to extra time, we can absolutely not let them score. It would just be it would be dangerous for us to be in a position. It, it would be dangerous to, for it to go into extra time. Oh, of course, obviously. I mean, you don't so, want to deal with that yeah. at all because there's so many ways we that can go We need to wrong. go out and put a second leg against Lavia Prague. He, yeah, we he put did a the line on him. right, yeah. and we went out and we flipped the switch and we we did it to him. I mean, it helped you know? that, that 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 we were mad at their extreme racism. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, you the know. black lads really wanted that. Yeah, one. <laughs> they did. But but no, I mean, I think I think given how wonky our lineup was and the fact that we still managed to nick a goal, mm-hmm. I don't feel terrified that we're not going to come through on this one. Yeah, I wouldn't it's say at I home. Feel, it's at home. I mean, you know, home away this year means whatever. Yeah. I mean, I guess the travel. Yeah. you don't have to travel because we were, you know, yeah. we're not, you know, going from Newcastle down yeah. to down to Spain. I think I think you're you're on the same wavelength that I am. I'm not super confident. Uh, I think we will win. I think we will pull it out. But I am by no means ultra hyper confident no. about this. But I'm also um, I'm also in no way saying well we're screwed. Yeah, yeah. you know you, that the away goal. If we didn't have the away goal, I would be very despondent. Yeah, yeah. We got that. It's you know it was an embarrassment yeah. of a game. But so you if know, we come on score that. an early goal. We're in a really good position. Yeah. Now we have not kept a lot of clean sheets short of today. Right. Um, and I'm certainly not, as we have said before, I'm not going to say, "Oh, look, Matt Ryan kept a clean sheet. Put him in on Thursday." No, absolutely yeah. not. Leno is our guy. Yeah. But I um, agree. You know, and especially with David Luiz going down, the back line is going to be a concern in that game for me anyway, because he's actually played really well. You know, most of the season. Yeah. Um, I mean, you figure Gabrielle and Chambers probably again. In the middle, maybe maybe, maybe Pablo Mari slots in there. Yeah, I, I'm, well, it can't be Gabriel. It's not going to be Gabriel and Mari because they are both left-footed, left-sided yeah. center backs. So I doubt it'll be those two. But I mean, maybe, uh, maybe like, you Chambers and Mari. Chambers and Mari played most of today. Yeah, yeah. I, I would like to see Chambers play. But I'm sorry, I would like to see Gabriel play because I would like to see our strongest possible eleven yeah. in this game. This is the most important game of our season. So I at that like point, is see, holding is Chambers or holding the other guy for you? Um, I think holding. Only because um, clearly David Luiz was injured today. Yeah, his hamstring and is not. Being I think his hamstring Thursday. is he might is be essentially jelly right now. Yeah, um, and so I think that Acuna uh, Guerrero has just scored an absolute worldy yesterday. Um, I think I think it's got to be holding because he's kind of the best available. Yeah, uh, I I don't I'm not in a position where I trust Chambers at center back. I actually trust him at right back more than I trust him at center yeah, back no, right you, now. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. Um, so I think holding because there's really not a whole lot else. Yeah, uh, and that's there's true. Mari, and I don't think that would work because of the two left, the two sided, the two yeah. they're, the, yeah. they're both left heavily, very left footed. So uh, I, I think I think holding is the one. And on a one-off, I think holding could do a good job, but I think he's he's it's got to be Gabriel, but also. 
Golding and Gabrielle don't play well together, yeah. I feel. Um, and it's and it's a issue for me because they're two of our first choice guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Holding has kind of worked his way into being kind of a fourth captain sort of a person for us this year. Sure. Um, but yeah, I just I need to see our best eleven. I need to see Odegaard, Smith Rowe, Saka, you know, Obama Yang. Yeah. Uh, you know, Lacazette, if, if we can fit him in there somewhere. I mean, we he's, not, to, he's still not healthy, though, right? Yeah, he might not be. So My, my big question is, do we, th- do we think that... Martinelli, I would love to see him get I a start. I was going to say Tierney. The, the, Tierney the, yeah, select, yeah. the suggestion that Tierney might be able to go on Thursday, was that just posturing to mess with Emery, <sighs> or do we think there's a chance he plays on Thursday? I think there's a chance he plays, but also, I'm, if there's a surgeon in the audience and you have a scalpel, please come and take my left testicle for the price of having Tierney healthy and fit <laughs> on Thursday. I'm very much willing to give it up. Uh, my wife wants children, so I'm not sure how that's going to go with her. But you only need one. Better, better to ask forgiveness than permission. That's true. You only need one. You can, you can do it with one. One um, works, as long as you got strong swimmers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I do. Uh, when I was a teenager, they were sure in a hurry to get places. But um, yeah. uh, um, you know, I, I, that it would be such a huge, huge thing for us, and it would be really nice if he were healthy to see Saka or Martinelli on that left hand side. Yeah. Because those players dovetail with Kieran Tierney quite nicely, yeah, um, and they just have a really nice connection. Well, I then think, you can put Jaka back at midfield, pair yeah. with Partey, yeah, you know, and that that is our best midfield pairing, yeah. I think. And, yeah. and while Jaka has been extremely serviceable, and I think has done a one hell of a job, for a great us job at, left, at back. left back for the past like four or five games, you know, it's clearly not his natural position. He doesn't have the pace to cope with, you know. If we're playing Man United, like a Daniel James or yeah. or or, a, or Greenwood or Rashford or somebody like that, that might play over on that wing, like you know, he doesn't have that. But he's he's done a job for us. He's done yeah. a job. Oh for yeah, us. no, I'm not going to complain about yeah. his job at all. It's just you don't. I mean, you don't want him back there. You don't want Saka back there. You want them yeah. where, they, where they belong. Yep. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I I, I, I don't know. I feel like. We're going to have to score some goals because I think a clean sheet's optimistic. I think 3 1's the way we go through if we go through. Yeah, I agree. So we need to win 1 0 or by 2 plus goals. Yeah, so I think 3, um, three to 1, if we're going to win, is going to be because, like, we need to do everything possible thing we can to avoid them scoring goals and to also avoid extra time. Yeah. yeah. We go into extra time, we're in trouble because it takes one moment of brilliance from them and they have the players to do it. Yeah. Uh, oh, Chuck yeah. Weze is a player. Uh, Danny Parejo has been over the last five years consistently one of the best players in the entirety of La Liga, just quietly, kind of like in a David Silva type of way. Yeah, he well, is one hell of a player. And Emery is the Europa Wizard. Yeah, so, he you is, know, he like, is. you know, he, he, he didn't do it for us, but, you know, but be, be that as it may, he but did he did do the Emery there because yeah. he, he was in control. Their team was in control of the first half. He fucked around with it second half and gave up an away goal. That's true. He, and no one is talking about this. He pulled an Emery. Yeah, he pulled uh, I guess an Emery. That's there. right. You're not wrong. Because because he, he was far and away in the best position, and now he's in a somewhat precarious position because yeah. he, he did the Emory. He right. pulled out an attacker and put on like a like a defensive midfielder or, or, or a defender or something like that. And yeah, tried he, to, he kind of parked and, the bus and, a little yeah, bit. And, and he, he tried to Mourinho his way, but he's not Mourinho. No, no. You know what I mean? Nor should anyone want to be, let's be real. Nor should anyone want to be. But if you're, if, you're, if you're playing that style, you should want to be. Right, but you're not. But you're not. Yeah. And, and, and no one is, you know, as much as I hate the man, no one is quite does. No one quite does Mourinho like Mourinho. Yeah, you know I, mean, I mean he'll, he'll do it for about a year and a half to two yeah. years, then he'll get run out of town. Yeah, this yeah. time he lasted a little less than that. A little less than that. Suck it. Well, I guess three. But it's normally three is, plus to get him run out. It's normally yeah. He normally gets run out in the third year. But the thing is, like, 
it just the timing seems so odd on that. Got Honestly, fired a few days before the before a cup final, and like that that would have been the trophy that he would have brought to the club. And they need any trophy. They these assholes were celebrating the Audi Cup. I they mean, need a trophy yeah. desperately. They do, but also I think they wanted him gone because of the way the season had gone. And they, looked, yeah. they looked at the ESL as perfect cover to fire their manager. Yeah, and and, and, and that's they, how it went. The, there was rumors that it was about the ESL. And he refused to bring the team out. For I training. heard that was that was debunked. absolutely that was debunked. not true. He was fired because of results and nothing else. Yeah, and like it is justifiable. But and it's I get an odd that, time but like, let him, yeah. let him do the final. Let him at least win the Carabao Cup. I mean, you got Ryan then. Mason in charge for the final. Like, yeah. yeah, Ryan Mason has a relationship with you. He played with these guys before he was basically medically forced to retire. Um, yeah. and, and he was a good player. He was a decent player, but, you know, it's just – and I think he might be a good manager one day, but – It's not it's not for a cup final after you've been there for, for three a cup, days. Not for a cup final, yeah, after you've been the inter- interim manager for five yeah. minutes. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, Tom Tom is, is convinced they're going to get Scott Parker, and I'm like <sighs> – to, to play to play and sit at the table they want to sit at, I don't think Scott Parker's good enough. You need an Allegri or somebody like that yeah. or a Nagelsmann, but they're not going to get Nagelsmann because uh, Bayern Munich just confirmed that he's going to be their coach when Hansi Flick leaves to take yeah. over Dion yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, they need like a, a Eric Ten Hag or a, somebody. Ten Hag's that's, already said no, I think. He's already they? said no. Okay. I think but so. they need I could somebody that. that's, that's kind of progressive yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and, and that has, that has managed like a, a, a big club. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I still consider clubs like Ajax and clubs that are outside of the, of the, of the top five leagues in Europe, clubs like Porto. They're still big so clubs, those are, those especially are domestically. Clubs. Those they're, are they're massive, massive and they, 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 they finish top couple domestically yeah. all the time. Yeah. So like that's, you know, yeah. whether you're, you know, they're it's obviously less competitive league, league but you're always there. You're yeah. always against the competition. Yeah. So, you, so, you know, you, you have that experience. Yeah. But in any case, that'll play out over the long term. In the short yep. term, as we just said, we got our next game on uh, Thursday, Villarreal at home. Got to win, by the way, as we said. Uh, next in league, we've got West Brom on Sunday afternoon, U.S. time. If we win that one, well, you know, we'll feel a little better about ourselves. But right now, we're sitting in ninth. It doesn't matter. But, hey, it's top mm-hmm. ten, and we'll take it. So mm-hmm. that's how everything stands. We will catch you next time. I am Ryan here with yep. Joey. I'm Rich Biash. <laughs> I got cigarettes for life. Cigarettes for life. Catch you next time. See you guys.